0: George Edwards in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Margaret? Margaret?
1: Why, John, when did you get back from London?
0: Just a few minutes ago. I caught the early morning train.
1: Why didn't you let us know?
0: I made up my mind in a hurry and didn't wait to send a telegram. Tell me, are you glad to see me? Of
1: course I am. You'll be just in time for the garden party, Lady Winston. You can be my partner in the mixed doubles, if you like.
0: I'd love to. But I didn't come all the way down from London to play tennis with you, Margaret, my dear.
1: You look very serious. What's the matter?
0: I... I've got something to tell you. Shall we go for a walk through the garden?
1: Yes, by all means. I was just going out when you called me. I wanted to pick some delphiniums for your mother's room.
0: You don't know how much I love to see you so much at home down here, Margaret. You just seem as though you belong.
1: Your mother and father make me feel that way. I can't tell you how kind they've been.
0: Of course they have. They love you, that's why. Margaret,
1: I... Shall we go into the garden?
0: Yes, come along. We'll go out through this door.
1: Tell me what you did in London. Did you have a good time? Not very. Why?
0: I was longing to get back here all the time. I I don't have to tell you why, do I?
1: Please, John.
0: You can't stop me, Margaret. I've come down here to say these things to you, and you must hear them.
1: But if I don't want to hear them.
0: Why don't you? Margaret, it's months now since I spoke of this. You asked me to give you time. Haven't I been patient long enough?
1: You've been marvelous. Don't think I'm not grateful.
0: Grateful? Do you think it's gratitude I want from you? Margaret, look at me. I've reached a decision. I'm not going to stand by and see you let the best years of your life go by... for the for the sake of a man who I really believe is absolutely worthless.
1: Why do you say that?
0: Because of certain things I heard in London. What were they? Don't look at me like that. I'm not merely carrying gossip back to you. It's because your happiness and mine is at stake that you've got to know.
1: Very well, then. What is it?
0: A friend of mine. Someone whose word I can absolutely trust was in a jeweler's shop in Bond Street one day last week. Go on. Jekyll came in while he was there. He had a woman with him. They were buying an engagement ring. What? It's true. You heard it all. They chose a ring of sapphires and went out of the place arm in arm. Oh,
1: don't tell me any more. Don't, please.
0: My dear, I could kill him for hurting you so much.
1: It's all right. Actually, I, I knew it all along. You knew? Yes. I saw him when I was in town a few weeks ago. He told me then.
0: That's why you came back looking so... so white and strained. Oh, why didn't you tell me?
1: What could you have done?
0: Couldn't I have helped a little bit? Doesn't the fact that I love you and would do anything in the world to make you happy count for anything?
1: Indeed it does. More than you can ever guess.
0: Then marry me. Let me take you away. Let's begin a new life together and wipe out all the old disappointments and pain.
1: Do you think that's possible?
0: Yes, of course I do. You don't know what a really happy love can be. You've never really been happy with Henry. There was always some sort of dark shadow over him all the time.
1: Perhaps you're right. And perhaps that's why I loved him so much. He seemed to need love more than... more than anybody else I knew.
0: It'll take more than your love to help him now.
1: What do you mean? Well,
0: I... I don't know exactly... But there are strange stories about him. People are beginning to whisper.
1: What about? What has he done?
0: He's been drinking. He failed to attend an important operation at a hospital. I caught sight of him for a moment only yesterday, and I was astounded at the change in him.
1: Then something must be wrong. He'd never do that unless there was.
0: Yes, there's something wrong, all right. There's always been something wrong with him. Some queer, sinister streak in him that's coming to the fore. Margaret... Don't you remember when we were children how he how he sometimes seemed to be possessed of something almost unholy?
1: Then perhaps we shouldn't judge him too harshly. No, perhaps not.
0: But can't you see that he's no man for you, my dear?
1: What what
0: happiness could there possibly have been with him?
1: I don't know. I just know that he, he seemed to possess me body and soul. And I'd have done anything for him. Gone anywhere he wished.
0: But that's all over now, isn't it? He's going to marry someone else.
1: Yes. All over.
0: And you? Aren't you going to marry someone else? Someday?
1: I suppose so.
0: Then let it be soon. Don't let the time slip by.
1: Oh, how can I take so much from you and give so little in return?
0: I'll be content. Just to have you with me always is...
1: I'm so tired, John. So tired.
0: Yes, I know. I'll help you to forget... We'll be happy together.
1: We'll be happy, but I don't think I'll forget ever.
2: Helen, will you talk to me for a while? Oh,
3: yes, Henry.
2: I've come to tell you that I've reached a big decision about you. I'm going to send you away to my house in the country.
3: What do you mean? What are you going to do with me when I'm there?
2: You needn't be afraid, my dear. I won't go with you. I'm going to remain here. There'll just be you and your mother... and the servants to wait on you.
3: Why are you doing this, Henry?
2: Because. Oh, because I can't pretend to you any longer. You were right, Helen... What you saw that night in your house in Bloomsbury is true.
3: Then you admit it. It wasn't a terrible dream. It
1: really happened.
2: Yes. Everything you've said is right. I did come to you in the shape of Hyde. I did take that dreadful dose. And you saw me change back into Henry Jekyll with your own eyes. No, no.
3: In spite of myself, I've begun to believe you. I've begun to think that it wasn't possible.
2: I know that. But something happened last night that, that makes it impossible. Impossible for me to to go on deceiving you,
3: Henry. You look terrible. You're pale and trembling. What has happened?
2: A punishment more terrible than anything I ever imagined has descended on me, and I must face it alone. That is why I'm sending you away.
3: But you must tell me. Sometimes I think I'm really going mad. I know what I saw. Yes, I know it isn't possible.
2: In the realm of science, my dear, nothing is impossible.
3: What has science got to do with you and Edward Hyde?
2: Everything. It was my knowledge of science, imperfect though it is, that brought him into being.
3: What do you mean? You're not saying that you created him?
2: No. That was done the moment I was born. Edward Hyde is nothing more or less... And the visible form of my lower, baser self.
3: I can't understand. I know I saw him. I know I saw him change to you. But still, I feel it isn't possible.
2: Let me put it this way. You know that within yourself, there are two forces. One for good. One for evil. Haven't you been conscious of them? Of
3: course. That applies to everybody.
2: To everybody. But only to me occurred the thought that these two elements could be freed from one another. The evil to follow his inclinations, the good to pursue his highest ideals without the constant urge to abandon the austere path of the spirit and indulge to the
0: full the flesh.
3: Henry, when I hear you speak like that, when I see your face as it is now, all the horror of the past few days vanishes. You're once more the man I loved and worked with. I can see again the tender, compassionate face of the saint bending over the suffering men and women who came to you for help. Can't we forget all that happened? Can't we go back to the clinic again? They're waiting for you, Henry.
2: I can never go back again.
3: Why? You can't desert them. Think how they need you. Who will look after them if you're not there?
2: I hope that you and my friend Hugh Lanyon will take my place.
3: But why? Why? I don't understand what you've been telling me seems like some sort of nightmare.
2: Oh, if only it was. If only I could wake and realize that the horror that possesses me was nothing more than a dreadful vision of the night.
3: Henry, tell me. What is it that makes you shudder and turn pale?
2: I've brought this terrible fate on myself. Therefore, I... I must endure it alone.
3: But what is it? What?
2: In the beginning, it was Jekyll who was stronger than Hyde. And now... Now it is the other way. Hyde is the master. I am now his slave.
3: But how?
2: He takes possession of me any time he likes. No. At one time, he could only appear when I took the medicine. Now I have to take it to change myself back into Jekyll. Oh. It happens more and more frequently. I have to take stronger and stronger doses. Even to the danger of my life.
3: Henry, no. No. Oh, no. Oh, don't
2: cry, dear. Don't cry, dear. I had no right to tell you.
3: Yes, yes, you had. I wanted to know. We'll fight it together. There must be some way.
2: None that I know of.
3: You must go on taking the medicine. You must fight against him all the time. But I
2: can't fight. I can't fight. I feel myself growing weaker. Weaker after each attack. At one time, Hyde was weak and puny. Now, he has been indulged to the full. He is possessed of a terrible strength. He attacks me like a raging monster. I have no power to resist him.
3: Perhaps if I were with you...
2: No, never dream of such a thing. I I couldn't answer for for what might happen. He's now so vile, I, I dare not let him loose. As soon as I feel the first shudders that warn me of his coming, I have to lock myself in my laboratory where no one ever comes and where I keep the drugs that can restore me back to sanity.
3: But as long as you have that...
2: Ah, yes, as long as I have it. And there lies my horror and my final dreadful doom. I have only enough of the original for three more doses. Three more doses. And though I have ransacked London, there is no more to be had.